Welcome, WSJF listeners, to the locally produced show called SJCC Clergy Q&A, where we take questions about our Catholic faith from you, and we have our St. Joseph Catholic Community clergy answer them. The goal of this program is to provide answers to a few questions about our faith that might help to support your faith life in today's very challenging environment. So thanks for sitting in to listen. Here's the host of SJCC Clergy Q&A, Bob Bastris, and his guest today, Father John Wardle. Morning, Father. Good morning. Thanks for taking the time to be with us this morning again. We really enjoyed our last conversation, and we're looking forward to this one as well. My pleasure. Uh, Our next question is an anonymous one uh, that comes from one of our parishioners. And this person says, Father, I haven't been to confession in over 10 years. I heard that priests can now be compelled by civil authorities to report the contents of a confession to the authorities if a sin can be related to a civil crime. Is this true, or can I be confident that my confession will be sealed? No, that is not true at all. The confessional is inviolable. It is sealed. And no priest can uh, divulge anything to anyone. And if a priest did that, the priest would be in serious trouble. So it's not going to happen. Okay. So how have the uh, confessions been going in terms of numbers and opportunities for people to come to confession, especially during Lent? Well, it, it, it's, it's going well. And I think you can take the temperature of the church, I think, by, by how many people are coming to confessions. And I think more and more people are, are coming to confession. Confession is such an important thing. It's for me, as a priest, it's one of the most wonderful things I do because it's there to have a one-on-one with everyone, and it's not just being reconciled to God because we've we disobeyed uh, His commandments and acted in an unholy way, but it, it's an important act by which we can move forward. It, it, it's formation. Um, the priest will give you a penance which will help you grow and go beyond a lot of the places where we get stuck in life, you know? So that's why confession is so, so important. It's, it's part of our formation as Christians. Yes. And why do you think uh, some people are reluctant to, to come to confession? Well, I think there are probably a multitude of reasons. And, And one is I think that we've probably lost sight of sin. Um, we've no longer become aware of our sin, and we we may we may have a vague idea what of it, you know. But then it's certain it's it just sort of slips away from us, and we don't realize that sin breaks off a relationship uh, between us and God. I mean, if we sin against someone close to us, we have to repair it, don't we? Um, by coming to that person saying, you know, I'm I'm really sorry. And if we don't do that, then that relationship starts to crumble, right? And it's the same thing with God, you know? Uh, a lot of us sort of think of God maybe as some great old granddad with a long white beard and, you know, half asleep. And he's, oh, that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> but it's not that way at all. 
God wants to be intimate with us, and he intimately knows everything. And um, he, he wants to draw near us, and he can't if sin blocks that path back to our souls. So um, we're not aware of sin, okay? That's, that, that's, we, in our modern world, think of ourselves in comparison to others, okay? Well, <laughs> the guy down the street, he's certainly worse than me. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I'm doing, I must be doing fine, but you know, you can always find somebody, <laughs> even, uh, felons in a prison can always find somebody that seems more evil than that, you know? So we tend to be in this comparison thing, but that's all pride. You know, we're comp- God never is going to compare us with anybody else. It's always going to be one-on-one with us. And so, uh, that's another reason why maybe we don't go to confession, we just sort of feel like, well, I'm pretty good compared to everyone else. And that's very faulty thinking. So the purpose of the confession is to get our relationship right with God. Absolutely. And to take a good look at ourselves and where mm-hmm. we're sinning in our lives and yeah. and what we need to get back yeah. Yeah. in relationship with our Lord. Yeah, it just it's basic relational stuff. It's humility, you know. <laughs> Humility uh, is sort of like the oil, the, the grease that lets relationships happen, you know. Otherwise, you get stuck. Great. Thank you. So our next question comes from Cynthia. Um, Father, a friend recently told me that the practice of receiving Holy Communion in the hand is le- legitimate and is only authorized in exceptional cer- situations. I've always understood that receiving on the tongue or hand is optional. What is the current teaching? Well, the current teaching in the Archdiocese of Baltimore is to receive in the hand. But if you desire to receive on the tongue, that is something that you can have. So since Vatican II, that, to my knowledge, is the proper method of receiving the the sacred host. Okay, so receiving in the hand is the first option, but if someone desires to receive on the tongue, they may have that as well. Yes, that's my understanding. How did uh, this weekend you use the opportunity for folks who are receiving on the tongue to be like in the center aisles? How did that work out uh, logistically? Well, yeah, that whole that whole method sort of came out of our beginnings as we're trying to grapple with this disease. And we thought that if we could serve those who receive on the tongue altogether, uh, then that would make those who did not want to receive on the tongue because of the intimate contact. Uh, it, would, it would make them feel um, vulnerable to the disease. And so we sort of waited at the end for them to come up. But the AOB, the archdiocese, um, never really required that. But we were being extra careful. Okay. And so now we're loosening that up a bit where we can take both together. Our method as priest after someone receives on the tongue is to wash our hands in water and in an alcohol Alcohol is better than the hand sanitizers because the hand sanitizer is sticky. And so we were having trouble 
with the host because of that. Um, the alcohol dissolve, um, evaporates immediately. Then we dry our hand. And so my hand as a priest is absolutely clean and dry for the next person, whether they're receiving in the hand or whether they're receiving in the mouth. Well, that certainly makes people feel better to understand the whole process and the change that was made this uh, recently. Um, and hopefully everybody will feel good about that. I hope so. <laughs> okay, Father John, our next question comes from Helen. Mm-hmm. Father, I've always admired my younger sister, but increasingly I find myself becoming jealous of her and her accomplishments. I really don't like this feeling of envy, and I know it is not something that Christ would approve of. What can I do to change my relationship with my sister? Oh, that's such a good question. First of all, I'd like to go back to the life mapping question earlier, and that has to do with my own life. As I reflected on my life, I I didn't really realize while I was growing up, into, even into manhood, that I was an envious person, but I was. Interesting. Yeah. And so back in 2009, 2008, it really hit rock bottom in a lot of ways, and it really came to the fore that I was envious of men who, to me, seemed like they uh, were successful and and what have you. And and envy just is evil, just sort of just eats away at you. And 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 you know it's there, but do you really come to grips with it? So I remember I was driving down the road, and uh, my my wife was sitting there and, and you know sleeping, you know you know because it was a long drive. New Jersey Turnpike. I was staring up at the sky as I was driving, and God just told me, John, you're an envious person, and you've always been an envious person. (laughs) (laughs) And wow, it was tears of joy. I I, I couldn't help, I, I couldn't wait to wake my wife up and tell her, Hey, God just told me I'm an envious person. I've always been an envious person. <laughs> but but see, that, so that, what that was for me was a, a wonderful moment of self-knowledge and, and to coming to grips with something that's true about my life. And so that was a bittersweet moment. I mean, better who wants to, you know, you know good Lord, forgive me for being envious all these years. On one hand. But the other hand, it was very sweet because it's the truth. And the truth sets you free. And so I, I experienced some freedom with that. So I would, I would encourage this listener. What, what's her name? Helen. Helen. I would encourage Helen to do this. I would encourage her to every day in her prayer time, thank God for her sister and for all the good things that God has given her which was given to her in divine wisdom. And then just thank God for what you have. It's hard to be envious when you're thanking God for that. For, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so that I think that's, that's... And she probably doesn't know what her sister's going through either, and she may have her issues know. as well. And to be grateful for what you have is... Everyone has their issues, you know, everyone does. And so, um, and, and we all tend to put up a, a front, you know, we do. We all put our best face forward. 
like in Facebook, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you never you never put an ugly picture of yourself on Facebook, do you? You always put on ones that sort of that sort of fit this virtual person up that doesn't really exist, which is your Facebook, <laughs> which is designed to make other people feel envious. <laughs> your glamour shot. <laughs> That's right. And then until you look at somebody else's, it's just probably nicer than yours. And so, yeah, it, it's, 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 you know, so, you know, I, I, I would really <laughs> encourage people perhaps for let would be just get off Facebook. <laughs> that, that goes a long way with this envy issue. Right. Well, thank you for that, Father John. Well, we thank you very much today, Father John, for your inspirational talk, and we will uh, look forward to our next conversation. Well, I'm too. It's always great to be with you, Bob. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks to our participants today on the SJCC Clergy Q&A Show. We want to invite our listeners to take part in the show by sending in questions to be answered. If you have a question you'd like to hear on the program, email it to wsjf at stjoseph.cc. That's wsjf at saintjoseph.cc with Q&A in the subject line. Or leave your name and question on our studio phone line at 443-920-9125. That number again is 443-920-9125. Thanks again for listening and for your support of WSJF 92.7 FM. We'll catch you next time on SJCC Clergy Q&A.